Hey, we're in our fifth or sixth week of a sermon series on the book of Daniel. I'm enjoying it. I hope that you are. We have a preach through the book of Daniel. The most things most of us know about the book of Daniel are chapters 3, where we talk uh, about the fiery furnace, and we talk about, uh, in later chapters, uh, the lion's den. But there's a lot in between and before and after all of that. And so we've been talking about, basically, through Daniel, uh, four... Um, young men uh, we don't know how old they are but basically probably 18 to 21 is what people speculate that were prisoners of war in Babylon they were Jews they were Hebrews and they were taken as prisoners of war and they are then living out their faith in a foreign country and uh, so the hence the title that I chose going against the flow and they are called um, to be people of God but they're called to be people in God in a in a uh, a country that acknowledges many gods and does not understand uh, at all about the one true God. And so we, we, we follow them as God helps them, as, as God prompts them, as God uh, gives them grace. And we come now to chapter 3, which is the fiery furnace uh, chapter, and we'll be there this week and we'll be there next week uh, as well. And when we, we come here, we, we find out that King Nebuchadnezzar at that time, the po most powerful person in all the world, we say, uh, we find out early on in chapter three that he has um, made an idol uh, made of gold and he has uh, commanded, as is his authority in that day and time, that everybody would bow down and worship. And I think verse six says, if, if, uh, if you don't bow down and worship, this God then you will be thrown into the fiery furnace and so the story continues for a few verses and some of Nebuchadnezzar's advisors uh, find out that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego three of the uh, Hebrews that were taken uh, prisoners of war were not doing this they were not bowing down and they were not worshiping to the idol that was made of gold so uh, these um, advisors come and report this back to Nebuchadnezzar, and that's where we pick up the reading now in 3.12 of the book of Daniel. Uh, and this are the advisor's word, but there are some Jews who you have set over the affairs of the province of Bab uh, Babylon. And if you remember back in, in chapter 2, God honored Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and gave them leadership roles, and God greatly honored them. So, so here comes some of Nebuchadnezzar's people and said, you know those three that you've given authority? Um, they pay no attention to you, Majesty. Neither they neither serve your gods, nor worship the image of gold that you have sent up. So they come and report on them, and that reporting may have been who knows. We I'm speculating may have been out of jealousy that that Nebuchadnezzar had promoted them. We don't know. So they come and say, Hey, these three he he Hebrews, they're not doing what you told them to do. So Nebuchadnezzar basically says, Hey, bring them to me and we'll get this thing straightened out, okay? So in verse 16 of chapter 3, we have this. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to reply to the king after, after basically he said, hey man, what's up? Heard you weren't doing this. They replied to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand but then verse 18 says this 18 it's just like magic i like it but even if he does not we want you to know your majesty 
that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Okay, so here's our, that's our situation that we have. I find it fascinating that what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to do would have been a violation of the first and second commandment. The first commandment is Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. that basically says, you shall have no other gods before me. The second commandment is verses 4 through 6. And those verses say, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or in the earth beneath it or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, your Lord, am a jealous God. So don't make any, God said, don't make any type of image that looks like me. And the reason that, and because any, any portrayal of Almighty God would be far less than he really is. Uh, it would be my definition. If, 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 I was, if I was commissioned to make an image that looked like God, it would be my definition of him. Um, I, I may consult other people, but my definition is narrow compared to who God is. And any, any, any attempt to be able to um, make any kind of an image is, is an attempt to, to reduce him. And it, it's not an attempt to do that, but what actually happens, it reduces him and it redefines him because no image can be able to explain the one and only God. So God says, don't try to make an image here because you will either reduce me or you'll redefine me because it's your concept and I'm bigger than that. And so he says, don't do that. And, and so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego basically says, hey, we, they didn't use these words. At least they're not recorded for us. And they said, hey, we can't. It's a violation of the first and second commandment. And just a little aside there, these were young teenagers, or young adults. Who taught them that? They, they, 18 to 21-year-olds aren't known to have great strong convictions. They're just learning about life and so forth and so on. But someone has taught them so much that they say, you can throw us in if you want to, but we will not bow down. Uh, what mom, what dad, what grandfather, what grandmother, who taught? You don't come about that on your own. You don't, you don't, come, out of the, uh, you don't come out of the birth canal with those type of convictions. Those, those have to be passed on. And those also have to be observed. We know nothing about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's lineage, but I think it's fair to say that they have observed somewhere people taking the same kind of stands. They've learned that somewhere. And so there's great, there's great parallels for us in, in 600 B.C., which is when this happened, to 2023. Um, we, we are not prisoners of war in a, in a foreign land, but um, the Bible does call us foreigners and strangers as, 
as we live here. We Christians have always gone against the flow. And in 2023, I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly, but in 2023, we go against, have to go against the flow more now than we ever have. And, and as we look to 2004 and 5 and on, it just seems like it, it'll be continuing. It'll be much harder for these kids to be Christians. It'll be much harder for your kids to be Christians than it was for us to be Christians because the world is becoming more and more intolerant of that. The flow will be stronger. The flow will be stronger, and it'll be harder for them to go against the flow because of the weight of where the world seems to be going. And there's 2,023 parallels to this. We're, we're, we're not going to be thrown into a fiery pit. We're not going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. But there are fires that we will have to go through if we live for God. There just absolutely are. In fact, that whole word fires, you know, go, go through the fire, a fiery trial, I mean, that comes back to this, 600 B.C. That's what, it's a biblical term, even though people don't use it that way. And I want you to know that the 2023 furnace, 2023 furnace, it, 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 it is awaiting everyone who will say that there is no other gods. Okay? Go back one slide to that one, please, Cecil. The 2023 furnace is, is awaiting those who say there are no other gods but uh, the one God that has been revealed to us through Jesus Christ. Um, the world doesn't care that you, the world doesn't care that uh, um, we say that in here. The world doesn't care that. The world doesn't care that, that, that uh, we believe that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And, and the world doesn't care that. But the world is totally intolerant of people who will obey that first commandment and pe people that will say that there are no other gods but the one God that's been re revealed through Jesus Christ. Uh, the world will have no problem with anybody saying, well, you know, Jesus is, um, is, I'm a Christian. The world doesn't have any problem with that. But as long as, when I say that uh, uh, Jesus is the path to God, and there are not a uh, hundred different paths that I choose from, and this is the one I selected, and then the fire is waiting for me. Fires are waiting for me. And I don't know what kind of fire, but it, it, you, you just literally in polite company uh, among the sophisticated elite of the today, among the world today, those, those statements are intolerant. Those statements will get you called a bigot. Those statements will get you called a radical a hater. And, and, and the 2023 furnace awaits people who just simply believe what God's word said. You know, if you're a Christian today, if you're a Christian today, uh, what, what you believe, if you're a biblical Christian, if there, there's, God has revealed to us one way for heaven. Jesus plainly plainly says he says i'm the way i'm the truth and i'm the life john 14 6 i'm the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through me this is what the prince of peace said the man that is is told everybody to love one another 
want everybody to live at peace. He simply says, I am the way. He didn't say, I am a way. He says, I am the way. Jesus, um, Jesus was not into diversity training. Jesus is pretty exclusive. The world today wants us to be inclusive, and, and that's well and good, and there's a lots of ways we can be inclusive, but if we're a biblical Christian today, if there's a biblical Christian, I believe there are no other gods. And, and people would say that's intolerant or so forth, and why would there only be one way? I, I'm thankful that God has revealed that there is a way. I'm, I'm thankful that I don't have to wonder what way is, and I don't have to use my own brain to figure out which way is for me. How would I ever know if I'm on the right way? How would I ever know if I'm on the right way? I can get to the end and hope I'm on the right way. Because after all, there's a hundred different ways. If, if there's a hundred different ways, if, if, if you find some well-meaning Christian that, 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 that believe that um, there's a whole lot of different ways to heaven, there's one thing you know about them. They're not, I don't have a biblical understanding. Acts 4.12, Paul dealt with this in Acts. Because he had to say in Acts 4.12, he had to say salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given by which we must be saved. He, he, he says the same thing basically to his young protege, Timothy. He says, basically, he says, Timothy, make sure people know this. First and second Timothy are letters written to Timothy and basically tell him how to pastor this church. So to young Timothy, he says, Timothy, make sure people know that there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, and it's the man Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, friends, fire awaits people who believe that in 2023. And I don't know what that fire looks like. It doesn't look like the fire in 600 B.C. I don't know what that looks like. But the fire awaits people that are bigoted enough, according to the world, intolerant enough, according to the world, a hater enough, according to the world, to believe his word. And you may ask me, and you say, well, Mike, Mark, why? And, you know, you know, what about all these people? And what about all those people? And I think that those are legitimate questions, and a lot of those I do not have answers for. I'm called to take this word by faith and believe that the God of all the world will do right. That's what we're called as Christians. I came this morning to tell you that um, we, are, we are not... We can be tolerant of a whole lot of things, friends. A whole lot of things. But when it comes to different ways and alternate paths, and that there's no room for tolerance. And that doesn't mean I go out and, and I tell everybody you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong and that doesn't mean i have to work that out by standing on a, a street corner and all that kind of stuff but but 
But the problem is when I do claim that there is one way, even if I don't tell everybody they're wrong, when I do claim that there is one way, when I'm saying that, I'm saying they're wrong if they're not on that way. The world will not buy that. Your culture at work does not buy that. Some of you have figured that out. And, and, and in 2023, it's not as bad as it'll be in 24 and 25. And as we go on until Jesus comes, this world tells me, I just don't see in the Bible where this world tells me this place, the world is going to become a more and more godly place. I just can't tell you. The fire waits for people who believe the Bible. <laughs> Personally, I don't understand how you can be a Christian and not believe what Jesus said. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Also, there's a there's a fire that waits those in 2023 who believe in truth. There's a new expression that's come out over the last 20 years, or maybe earlier than that, I don't know, but I, 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 didn't hear this grow, I didn't hear this expression growing up, and a lot of you didn't hear it growing up. You know what the expression is you hear now? You hear people say, well, that's your truth. I never heard that. Did you hear that 20 years ago, 25 years ago? That expression is everywhere. And it's okay with the world that everybody has their own truth. But once you say it's, once you put no your truth or my truth in front of that and just say plainly truth, you have a problem. You have a problem. Because the world does not want to believe that there is truth this truth is not my truth because if it's my truth that's a truth that 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 i have decided that it's truth now i have to choose jesus but i don't choose the truth okay jesus is the truth whether i choose him or not okay jesus is the truth whether i like it or not jesus is the truth whether i agree with it or not jesus is the truth whether i believe it or not See, truth is outside of me. Truth doesn't start with me. Truth doesn't originate with me. Or does it originate with you? Truth has to be outside of us. We're sinful human beings. How can truth originate with us? Truth has to be revealed to us. Has to be revealed to us. It's, it's out, that's such an important thing. It's outside of us, so it's not my truth. I didn't come up with it. I don't determine what's true. I, th that old saying that we used to hear a lot, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I've told you before, the I believe it part doesn't make any sense. It's not truth because I believe it. Now, it's functional in my life because I believe it, but it's, God's truth is not truth because I choose to believe it. It's just truth that stands outside of me. That's really important. We have a lot of things like that in life that are not spiritual. Do you know if, if 12 inches doesn't equal one foot, that, 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 you couldn't build anything? Because how, how would you know what a two-by-four is? 
How could you go buy two before? Your two before at Lowe's would be, would be some size, your two before at Menards would be some size, your two before at, at home. If, 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 if it's not someone outside of me did not determine that 12 inches equals one foot. Excuse me. Well, the, the world, we couldn't build anything anymore. If, if two plus two does not equal four, it didn't originate with me. It's not two plus two it doesn't equal four because I chose to believe that in first grade. Two plus two equals four is just truth. And, and if you can't have two plus two equals four, you can't do calculus. If you don't have that elementary truth. Mark didn't come up with two plus two equals four. Your math teachers didn't come up with two plus two equals four. I don't know where it came from, to be honest with you. <laughs> truth is outside of us. Cop pulls you over on the interstate. You're going 75. And he said, no, my truth says I was going 60. That's what my speedometer says. Yeah, I know what your radar gun said, but that's your truth. This is my truth right here. Now, how far is that going to get you? The 2023 furnace awaits for those who believe in truth. Who are so, I'll say it again, bigoted, intolerant, whatever that the world would say, that believe there is truth. I think it's fascinating that Jesus was in front of Pontius Pilate 2,000 years ago, and Jesus told Pontius Pilate, said, This world, this, uh, my kingdom is not of this world, Jesus told Pontius Pilate. And then Pilate says, Well, you are a king then, right? And Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to, is to testify to the truth, is to give witness to the truth, is to bear the truth. The reason Jesus says I came into this world was to bring the truth to you, and meaning not only Pilate, but the world. One of the main reasons Jesus came, we say he came to die on the cross. Well, of course that, because there's a truth that we're sinners and we need a Savior. Jesus came to bear witness to the truth, that there is truth in this world. And he says, everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. Everyone who's seeking truth will listen to me. Jesus said in John 8, 32, Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, which means you can know what's true. What Pilate says, what is truth? I mean, Pilate is very 2023 there. I don't think Pilate was, I don't really, in the context doesn't say that Pilate was a real seeker there, like, oh, what, what's the truth? Like, tell me the truth. I don't think that's it. He was just saying, truth? What's truth? Now, friends, Maybe not those words, but that same expression exists every day in the United States.
No, I want to tell you that the fire awaits you. The heat will get turned up in your life if you believe there's truth. John 17, 17, Jesus' words again. He said, sanctify them by the truth. Tells God, and it's speaking in a prayer, your word is truth. John 16, 13, Jesus says, the spirit, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. You know what the Holy Spirit does? Listen now, this is really important. And this is some of the problems we have with revival sometimes and because you get some weird things that happen sometimes. But can I tell you that the Spirit will lead you into all truth, which means that he'll lead you into the truth of God's Word. He, he won't... If he tells you... How do you know that what you just heard is from the spirit does it match up with god's word and you definitely know it's of the it's not of the spirit if it contradicts god's word she said when the spirit comes he'll lead you into into all truth that's anybody can say well the spirit told me this the spirit told me that the spirit told me that you know here's how you know if he did or not he has revealed truth to us your word is truth and he has given us what he has given us everything, but he's given us what we need to know. The heat gets turned up in your life if you believe in truth. The heat gets turned up in your life. A lot of what we hear is opinion. A lot of what we hear today is opinion. Objective truth, subjective truth. Remember in school you took an objective test? You remember what that was? It was like a multiple choice or true, false, or fill in the blank, there's one answer. So if you take a multiple choice test, test A, B, C, D with your choices, your, your, your answers are objective. It means there's one answer there. It's A. D is wrong. And the only variation from that, if teachers like me wanted to be honoring, you said A and B or something like that as one of your choices. That's an objective test. True, false. It's an objective question. It's either true or it's false. It's either true or it's false. Subjective tests are essays. Or essays. You can say it your own way a little differently. It's not objective. You, you have a little leeway there. World doesn't like objective stuff. The world doesn't like black and white stuff. The world loves gray. And if you are a person who dares to believe in truth, the heat's going to be turned up for you. And the heat will be turned up if, and here's the last thing I want to tell you, the heat will be turned up if you go public with your convictions. <laughs> ah, you can have all these convictions inside the church house and nobody cares. You can have all these convictions in, inside your home and nobody cares. But once you go public with your convictions, the heat gets turned up. The heat gets turned up. Jesus gave us a very scary verse in Luke chapter 9. He repeats it in two other Gospels as well. 
Luke 9, 26 says, Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Those are very difficult words. Very difficult words. I, 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 don't, I don't know how that works out in all of our lives. But Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego didn't know that verse because that's a New Testament verse. But they still knew God's word and they were not ashamed of it. And they said, we cannot bow down. We will not bow down. Now, I don't know how it plays out in your life. Those of you that are in the workplaces today will... So going on and on, you'll be asked to do things, not do things, and you'll have choices to make. And I'm not one to tell you that choice that you have to make. You have to work that out yourself. You pray about it, you get advice on it, but you won't ask to, you won't ask to be bowed down to an idol made of gold, but you will kind of, there's parallels to that. And then you'll have a decision. It's hard, friends. I know it's hard. And when you go public with your convictions, the heat gets turned up. When you come out of the closet as a Christian, the heat gets turned up. I'm not... I'm not I hope right now that the Spirit of God is talking to you about this in your life. I'm not the one to tell you what you have to do. If you want to come talk to me about something, I'll pass an opinion. But right now, the Spirit of God is... If you have situations like this where you are proverbially being asked to bow down to an idol made of gold, the Spirit's talking to you about that and your reaction to that. I just came to tell you, I just came to preach the Bible this morning, and I think there's parallels to 600 B.C. in 2023. And I think, I think the, the, the fire waits for people who have the audacity to say that there are no other gods but the one that has been revealed right here. I, I, I think the heat gets turned up for people that have the audacity to say there is truth. Not my truth, your truth, his truth, our truth. There is truth. And you don't have to tell people they're wrong, but when you say they're truth, that's what the obvious outworking of that is. And if you're a person that lives by truth and goes public by that, not ashamed of that, don't be surprised when the heat gets turned up. Every Sunday when we do what we're about to do, we're proclaiming truth. Um, it's not just a little religious ritual. We're proclaiming that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father. The Bible knows nothing of a Christian that says 
Jesus is my way, my truth. The Christian says he's the truth. And I've chosen to believe that. I've chosen to believe that. And so every Sunday we proclaim truth. Every Sunday we do. Our servers are coming to the table. And whether you know it or not, if you're observing this this morning, you are proclaiming truth. Nobody's going to get on you about proclaiming truth and saying there's no other gods in this place right here. No one's going to get on you about that. But the sophisticated, enlightened people of the world, they won't like it and they'll turn the heat up. So as we come to the table this morning, let's, let's, let's know what we're doing. Let's know what we're doing. We're proclaiming truth. Father, help us as we do this. May it not be a ritual. May it not be an every Sunday type of thing. May it have new meaning that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through you. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.